All right. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Hom. On this show, I interview successful, incredible, badass real estate investing women, real estate investor goddesses who very uh, graciously share their stories, their triumphs, their failures, um, and their best advice with us. And I am super excited today to have my friend Carolyn C.J. Matthews with us. She is the founder of High Octane Systems and the co-founder of National Platinum Group. She creates purposeful residential assisted living homes and social capitalism. Her specialties include strategic consulting and coaching for rapid business growth. And through webinars, she's helped thousands build international businesses. So she's not just a successful real estate investor, because a successful, super successful businesswoman and business coach. She's appeared on NBC, ABC, and Fox as an expert in building businesses and spoken at Harvard twice on economic issues. And now she gets to be on the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. So things are just going up and up for her. <laughs> um, That's right. That's yeah. right. Just keeps getting better and better. So her real estate career started by buying 14 positive cash flowing investment properties. And now she syndicates residential assisted living homes for the elderly. She's an international bestselling author twice over and a contributor to Wealth for Women, which is our book that we um, we co-wrote together and, and just recently launched. She's a former Dale Carnegie trainer, a designated certified long-term care insurance agent, a certified life coach, a director of coaching and training for Traffic Geyser, and a certified neurolinguistic practitioner, neurolinguistic programming practitioner. So she's um, done so much, and I'm so excited that you are here with us. Thanks, Thanks CJ. I'm glad to be here. It's a real honor uh, to be able to help other women get their start in real estate and developing their wealth. Um, it's a, It was definitely a long journey, as you can tell by all those things that you mentioned. I'm not a young bunny. And so I had to go through a lot of learning experiences. And I'm really pleased to be able to share that with other people so that they can get to their wealth faster. Yeah. Well, I, I've Super excited to have you share your story because, you know, a lot of women think that in order to start in real estate, you need to have tons of money, be born with a silver spoon in your mouth, have a maybe like a high, a high income job. And that's not where you started, is it? So oh, no. <laughs> can you share just how did you get started in real estate investing? So I was a single parent um, and I had a college degree. I had graduated with honors in business and um, I was working for minimum wage. It was um, at that, that time, it was just as maybe, you know, at home businesses were really starting to take off, but it was still very weird. You know, now it's eh, everybody does it. Back then, it was still kind of, you know, a little, it felt a little sketchy to a lot of people. And um, so I think what was um, interesting for me was I was like, I am not going to make it uh, raising my kid and paying my bills, working at minimum wage with the college education. That just wasn't going to fly. So I needed to um, find something else that worked extremely well. And what that was for me was uh, real estate investing because it was something that I could do 
without any of my own money. Um, when I was trained in real estate investing, it was for single family homes. You buy, hold, and then you lease it to somebody else with a lease option. And that was the strat. That was the only thing I knew. I did not know anything else about anything. And what I did, one of the things they said was dentists, lawyers, and people with wealth needed somebody to work for them and create what we now know as passive income. Back then, I didn't know what that was called. But I would do the work. They would, they would put up the money, and we would split, excuse me, split the profits 50-50. And that worked extremely well. They were happy because... Um, they could leverage their money and also the tax benefits from real estate, which are very high. Yeah. And we were able to also, um, you know, get money in our pocket. And it was a great strategy for the time. Yeah, that's awesome. So question, how did you get these lawyers, doctors, you know, those people uh, with high net worth? How did you get them to say, okay, yeah, let me invest with you. So two things were in my favor. One was I was living in the Northwest in a small town at the time. It wasn't small, but it was definitely not the city it is today. Vancouver, Washington, which is right across from Portland and just a little bit south of Seattle. And all of the Microsoft people had just kind of worked and gotten a bunch of stock options, and many of them were retiring in their mid-30s. And they needed some place, they all of a sudden they got this chunk of change and they needed some place to put it. And I happened to know one person, and that's all it took. Wow, amazing. So, okay, so you started, you got up to 14 properties without any of your own money. Love that. And now you said that was a good strategy for the time. And now and we I talked a little bit about it when I was sharing your bio, but tell us more about what you're currently doing. So uh, now I'm doing residential assisted living homes. And what that is, is they're homes for the elderly. Um, usually we, we see a lot of it on the West Coast, Oregon, Washington, California. We'll have these homes where people live in the homes and also take care of um, the elderly so that they're in um that they get better quality care now there's some again with every business there's good people and bad people in the business but there needs there's the other side which is these big facilities like our apartments or you know they'll have 200 rooms in them and the care isn't bad there but unfortunately if you have memory care issues you're better off in a single family home so what what i do is basically find these homes, refurbish the homes, open up the businesses uh, with you know under the National Platinum Group with my co-founders, and we open up those homes. The beauty of it is, is that it's a home, so it has the real estate advantages, but it's also a business. So as we go into the downturn cycle, the real estate holds its value because the business is also there, and the business is a cash flow cow. Yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about that because, you know, maybe a lot of people don't realize how potentially lucrative uh, residential assisted living can be. So do you want to share a little bit about that and why now, especially, it's a great time to, to get into homes for the elderly? 
Sure. So um, a lot of people don't want to go to the facilities. We have a group of people called the baby boomers. I'm sure you've heard of them. And it is a it is a tsunami of population. And we're just at the front end. I guess I should say this over here. We're just at the front end of this. And as it moves, it's this big curve that happens, you know. And right now we're just right at the very start of it. And we don't have enough care or quality care or appropriate care for those elderly that are on that edge of coming in at the very beginning of that wave. So um, what we find is that we know that there's a high need for this and we definitely need quality care because the baby boomers have a higher um, expectation than what we used to have for care for the elderly. So, um, we find that the houses that are out there now, that there's a paradigm shift or a disruption in the market that is very advantageous for real estate investors and also business owners, because the old school way of doing these things where the person lives in the house and cares for the person in the house, unfortunately allowed for a lot of not so high quality care. Um, and you know, there's some flexibility by, um, having a more professional piece to it. The baby boomers are, uh, by having professional management, the baby boomers are getting the quality of care in a home that looks the way that they're used to it, used to. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. what I mean? That's that upper middle-class feel to it. Um, in our homes, we also have chefs that provide specific types of food as if you were in your own home. That's nice. Yeah, so these, um, I think I heard the number, there are 77 million baby boomers. 10,000 a day right now are turning 65. Wow. And we find that most care starts happening um, in the early 70s and on into the 80s. And um, all of a sudden that it, trigger something where they they need more care so if you can imagine ten thousand a day right now and it's just going to get larger and larger you can see how the care um system that we have is going to be overburdened yeah. um, if it stays the same right now there is a very high need for this now and it's only going to get bigger and yeah. as we cycle through uh what you find is um, right now, real estate is kind of at its top. We're in near the end of 2018. And we all have seen that this, the real estate cycle is kind of coming to the top and we're going to get start going down. It's a natural part of what we do um, in this business. We watch those cycles. The problem is, is now what do we do with our money? A fix and flip, mm, those aren't working so well anymore. Yeah. The, the, the spread isn't as high or as much. Um, where can we put our money so it's working in real estate? We still have the advantages of real estate, but we don't have the expected loss if we buy at the top of a um, of a cycle. And that's where yeah. assisted living really helps out. Because you have this business. And just to give people a, an idea, how many how many typical how many beds do you have in your your properties on average? Depends on the state. In Las Vegas, it's ten. California, okay. it's six. Um, and, uh, Washington is six, Texas is 16, depending on the location that you're in. Um, it can be as high as 16 and still be considered a residential assisted living home. Okay. So it goes from pretty much six at the lower end to 16. 
at the, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then how much per, mm-hmm. um, per bed do seniors normally pay? Again, state-related California, of course, is more expensive. Texas is less. Yeah. Um, and, it all, and it depends on the city and the state. Um, you, usually you can expect to pay about 3500 to 5500 on okay. average. And that price is going up. Those are yeah. old. Th- I'm going to say that those are old prices as of two years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's now that's for, and here's the key. That's just for assisted living. If you were in a facility, your starting rate is like $4,000. And you can see that double and sometimes triple a month um, for extra care that they do. So usually in assisted living homes, you want your hair washed. That's it's all inclusive, right? If you want your hair washed at a facility, it's extra money. If you want to be showered, that's extra money. Diapers, um, special needs things, extra money. Uh, Certain types of food, extra money. So all of a sudden, to walk in the door might be $3,500 or $4,000, but you can see how quickly that accelerates up. It's kind of like the hidden costs that they don't really mention. Mm -hmm. Okay, so assisted living facilities not only... I, I would imagine a nicer place because it's more like living in a home, but they, they can also be cheaper or have a, not, not have all the, the un, un, um, unseen costs. Better <laughs> that, value. Yeah. Yes. Great. Right. Okay. Right. Hidden I costs. Yes. Yeah, so they're, so they're actually a better value. And what that does is it makes it very attractive to people. And so you're able to have a, a nice full home, a really good environment with high quality care and that, and people are willing to pay more for that. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so that allows you to have that um, profitable cash flow on the backside of what yeah. you're doing. So you have the house that you've, you have, and then the, business is a separate entity that rents from the home and that's at a higher amount because it's a specific type of home. And then you have the cash flow on the backside. And that cash flow can be $5,000 to sometimes $20,000 a month, depending on your location and how you run your home. Okay. After all the expenses and everything. Mm-hmm. That's, that's net. That's, that's net. That's a whole nice. lot better. <laughs> single family. Oh, a large single family home, you convert it. And we have people in Colorado that that's what they do. They purchase the home, they convert it, and then they lease it to businesses. And that's a great way to go as well. Not quite real estate, but you're getting the benefits of like leasing a home and getting the backside of of doing that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Okay, (laughs) so I can definitely see why why you like residential assisted living as a as an asset class, yeah, um, and why it's your focus. So, um, you know, the, I want to ask a question that I ask all of my guests because I think that we learn so much more when things don't go our way than we do yes, when things right? are sailing smoothly. So, what would you say was your biggest mistake in your real estate investing career, and what did you learn from it? In the very beginning, um, I only had one tool, right? So it had to work. Um, And I was dedicated and I was going to get it done. And I grew too fast. Quite frankly, my scalability, I was not prepared. When you're doing a lot of real estate, you can do it on your own. I'm not going to say you can't, but you're going to get gray hair or lose it. And, um, And so... 
I think it's super important that people realize that it need it takes teamwork. Takes a, a team of people to run a business because your real estate business is your business, unless you're passive investing, which is a very smart way to go as well. Because then you don't have to worry about hiring people or taking care of the property or whatever. You let somebody else do all of that. Yeah, they get a little bit of the profit, but you've got a ton of it and you get the benefits. Yeah, so and you don't have to I'm do the work. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, had I become a lawyer or something like that, that's what I would have done. But no, no, I decided to become a uh, <laughs> internet marketer, real estate investor person. And um, so I'm going to say scalability. I'm going to say that was my biggest mistake because it was just like I was juggling too much too quickly and I didn't have a, um, I didn't have a team behind me. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things you need to be careful of and budget for in the beginning. Yeah, for sure. I always say real estate's a, investing is a team sport. It's not something that yes. you should do by yourself. You could do it alone and you weren't really doing it alone because you had you were you had partners that were putting in the money and you know but yeah. still the more of a team you can have and the more people the right people on the right seats in the bus the better off mm -hmm. for sure you'll be. Yeah. And you can look, even if you only have one house now, you can plan for that. And one of the things that I say in the book is, um, you know, that we did together is, yeah. it, is just start writing down all the things you hate to do, because that's really the first thing that you're going to hire. Yeah, and yeah. the reason for that is because the stuff gets done and your energy can be funneled into the things that you are good at in making the money. Like I have a girlfriend yeah. of mine who is not good in sales. The first thing she did was she hired a salesperson to handle all that for her because she was better at doing something else. And so you're able to grow even faster. Yeah. I love that. Um, all right. So the flip side question is what are you most proud of? Oh, in real estate investing, because, mm -hmm. you know, I've got yeah. a son who's 27. He's a cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> so your son's awesome. I'm very so, proud of him. Yeah. But in, the, in your real estate investing career, we'll limit it to that. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> um, you, you know, I've, I've got to say, um, I, you know, that's really a tough question for me because it's, it's I, I'm going to say that syndicating money was learning how to syndicate money. I, I was kind of doing that before when I first started, but we didn't call it syndication. Uh, we didn't know that because were, if you, you can syndicate JVs. money, yeah, it was more like a JV thing. We weren't like gathering money. And um, if you can learn to syndicate money, there you can do anything that you want in real estate starting at yeah. zero or starting at scratch. And I, that's one of the things I love about what you're doing, you know, Oh, I want to show that in your book, the real estate <laughs> handbook. Um, that's one of the things you talk about in here. It's a very, it's, um, if you guys have not gotten this book, I, I, she, look, she didn't pay me to do this, I but if you not. have not gotten this book, <laughs> you need, you need to get it. Here's why it is the best outline and foundational learning piece that I've seen um, in a long, long time. And it's very up to date. And if, if you have not done anything in real estate or, you, or even if you have, 
highly suggest this book. I thought you did a great job and I have Thank read, you. I can't tell you how many tons of these books. So um, I loved it because it, you know, very good definition and stuff like that. So how did I get on that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I just wanted to, I'm glad you brought up that. Um, not, not necessarily the, the pitch for my book. <laughs> though I appreciate that, but more about the talking about the um, syndication and just so we make sure no goddess is left behind. Um, syndication is when you bring a group of investors together to purchase a property. And it's a little different than joint venturing, which is, um, you know, when you, when like she was talking about before, partnering with one or two or three people um, who all have a say in how the properties run. Uh, but syndication is, you know, you're, you're, you and a, a team of active syndicator sponsors, uh, there are different names for that. Uh, find a property, um, bring up, bring the investors to the property who are passive. They just, they put in their money and then they receive checks and that's all they do. And then the, the syndicator is the one that's managing the asset and, um, and then bringing the deal together. So it is a, as, as you're saying, it's such, it's a great way to be able to get into the game, to leverage, to go a lot bigger and to not be limited by your own capital and credit. So, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Syndication I, rocks. So I'm going to say being able to raise money like that, um, was probably my biggest success because it allowed me to do so much more and having that tool in my tool chest was, uh, a really big piece to being able to do assisted living. Love it. Love it. Um, and so this might, be similar to what you just said, but to what do you attribute your success? Oh, you know what? That's grit. That's the get it done attitude. Um, because in real estate, you're always, always, always going to have challenges. It's just, you know, it's just the way real estate works. Something that seems so simple and it's like, a, oh, this is a shoe in, you, you know, you're going to, you're going to see that. I mean, we, we even see it in those half hour kind of made up HGTV shows, you know, <laughs> where, where, um, you know, we look at it and, you know, everything's fine until the air conditioning drops out through the yeah, roof the or ceiling something. Like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, but that's the story of real estate. Very, very rarely will you get a super smooth real estate thing. And if yeah. you don't have the wherewithal and the grit to stick with it, um, unfortunately you won't have it even in single family homes where you're renting or something like that, you're going to get a crap renter, you know, something's going to come up and you just need to be able to, especially if you have investors that you're working with, you need to be able to figure out a way around that. And networking is a great way, you know, being in a group like, you know, the goddesses allows you to make some phone calls to people who are more experienced than you are or may know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody that will be able to help you out. And yeah. so I'm going to say that um, networking is a big, huge piece of that, but having the grit and, and even if you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened and you're fearful and it's like, ah, you're still able to pick up the phone and, and start calling around and, and saying, Hey, I got a problem. Do you know anybody who can help me with this? Yeah. So good. Cause it's not, it's not that, you know, if a problem happens, if you're in real estate right. long enough, 
<laughs> they will come. <laughs> they come. They're yes, so gonna true. Come. There's no if it's about it. So it's, true. Hundred percent uh, that you are gonna have challenges and problems and like times when you're like ready to tear your hair out and sleepless nights. They are hundred percent part of the <laughs> the process. So it's yeah. not a. And if yeah. you have grit, just know you can get it done. Yeah. You keep that mindset. That mindset of, okay, we know that this stuff shows up. What are my options and who else has some other options for me? It's a mindset. Um, and it, I just, I call it grit. I, it's a popular term right now. I yeah. don't know what else to call it. Persistence, it is. It's, the, it's that pers perseverance, perseverance stick-to-itiveness um, and knowing yes. that. Um, but it also helps to know that it's not probably whatever you've, you're experiencing, somebody else has experienced it and gone through it successfully and there is help out there so it is true too that if you can net you can network your way out of a problem um and yep. of, oftentimes or at least uh mitigate <laughs> mitigate losses yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field wow um I, you know, I'm going to say that if you're starting out in this field, learn one thing really well. Don't try to learn it like all and uh, read this book. <laughs> <laughs> the Rosie Investor Guys Handbook. Yeah. Available on Amazon. Yeah. If you're starting out um, and it, just know that you can do it, you, you can do this um, if you're dedicated and committed and uh, you can, you can do it. The best thing that I can tell you besides all that is make friends. Go find other people that are in real estate and um, are sharing people. Because like everything in, in a lot of these businesses, there's people who are like they're takers and they're, um, you know, very like this is mine and I'm not going to share with you. Find yeah. people that are um, that don't have a problem with that. And they're probably super successful. You yeah. will find that the super successful people have no problem talking to you about this type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sharing their knowledge. They're generous. Because mm -hmm. it, it comes back to them. So, yeah. so good. Thank you. So, um, before we get into our famed end of show Trinity, which is um, a mm -hmm. brag, a gratitude and desire, what is the best way for people to reach you to find out more about you and what you're doing? Absolutely. Um, we have deals all the time that are coming across the table. Sometimes they're not deals that I am doing personally, but somebody else that I can highly recommend in this industry. Mm -hmm. And you can reach me at info at nationalplatinumgroup.com or at hello at nationalplatinumgroup.com. Okay. So info at nationalplatinumgroup, all one word, dot com or hello. Right. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. Okay. So now it's time for our Trinity. What's one thing you're okay. selling right now? What's your brag? What's your brag? <laughs> oh, um, my brag is that uh, we have just found a couple of more houses that we want to go into. And so I'm starting like a new syndication. So that's a brag for me because I'm excited. I'm changing the world, you know, creating opportunity for both investors and for the elderly and, and just definitely making a change in, in how our paradigm about our elders are cared for. So I'm, I'm excited. 
Well bragged. Um, and what's one thing you're grateful for? Um, you know what? I'm actually really grateful for my good friends um, uh, that are involved in this business that I've been able to meet through this business um, because they're all very much about um, creating wealth, not only for themselves, but other people and changing how they do things. So the groups of people that I'm involved in, like the goddesses um, and the other real estate groups that I've chosen to associate with, I'm very pleased with that. And of course, my two co-founders of National Platinum Group, uh, love those guys, absolutely. Oh, beautiful. And last but certainly not least, what's one thing you desire? Wow. Um, you know what? I want to go to Paris. <laughs> That's been kind of on my list. However, um, from a business standpoint, it the one thing I desire. Oh, no. I, I, I want that in there because I really want to uh, create a treasure chest, a fund that's like a debt fund and that allows us to go buy a property and then pay back the treasure chest pretty quickly. So there's a rotation of money pretty quick. Um, so that's kind of something that I'm looking at next is this, um, this treasure chest of money that is in use, um, to go make these changes faster. So there's not such a delay in getting these homes up and running. That's a big thing for me because I feel the pressure. There's a time pressure there, um, mm -hmm. where we've got every day, every day, somebody's turning 65 and I just see it coming and there's just not we enough need more homes. of right. these houses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's kind of my next thing is sort of this treasure for no other name for it is a treasure chest of money okay. and people that are involved in it. You know, that thing. All right. Well, so shall your desires be or so much better than you can imagine under grace and a perfect place. Yes. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Thank you so I'll much. That. that was awesome. <laughs> um, that was that was great cj love it love everything that you shared and so appreciative of you again you guys can um connect with her at info at nationalplatinumgroup.com um and you can connect with me at the real estate at realestateinvestorgoddesses.com we have i have a um a blueprint available there and also we're doing a seven day get ready to invest challenge uh that starts december 1st so if you are wondering do i have enough money do i have my set can i get into this game do i have what i need to get started this is we're gonna have a week where you're gonna be working through it every day and you will know at the end how to if you're ready or how to get ready to get into the game so that's that's going on so go on the website and real estate investor goddesses and join us there and join us next time for another awesome real estate investor goddess interview thank you so much